Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. We're seeing so many homes that don't have a dad as an influence in their own child's life. According to newly released 2020 census data, 2 million more children are living in a home with their father present than 10 years ago. Though a father significantly contributes to happier and healthier children, the data does help illustrate a positive opportunity for dads to be more present and engaged parents. In 2002, Illinois created the State Council on Responsible Fatherhood, and we talked with its chairman, Jeffrey Leving, in Chicago. I mean, we are seeing that fathers are more active in their children's lives. Is it a lot different than it was 20, 40 years ago? Absolutely. Modern fatherhood, being a father, is quite different than it was decades ago. Right now, being a father is being not just a breadwinner, but a nurturer. Uh, being somebody who really cares and loves their children. Decades ago, fathers stereotypically were supposed to work 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week and have little or no contact with their own family. Their only role was being a breadwinner and a payer of support. Now it's changed and fathers are connecting with their children and it's better for our society, uh, better for our families and better for our children. Well, and as you know, I mean, every man is different. Connecting with a child is done differently with every single father. And I would think that your organization wants fathers to connect positively because I know there's, there's, there's one thing that you say like in a, in a ball game, it's good enough to show up. And that's not necessarily true when it comes to fatherhood. Exactly. The key focus of the Illinois Council on Responsible Fatherhood is responsible fatherhood, making dads great dads and teaching them how to connect positively with their children. That's why I wrote a book, How to Be a Good Divorced Dad, because dads are valuable, they're critical uh, to their children. If you look at the statistics, you'll see father absence is the most reliable predictor of crime in America. So we know if we want to fight crime in America, re-engage fathers in positive relationships with their children. And I discussed this with President Obama when I served on his national finance. And let's be honest, I mean, this crosses racial borders, but we do know that it is a major issue with minority population and minority families. Absolutely. And it's a major problem because minority communities not only face issues related to gender bias impacting fathers, but also bias that is race-based. So there's additional barriers, but these are barriers we could all overcome if we want to. And the Illinois Council of Responsible Fatherhood is doing a great job. I'm, provi- I'm very proud of the council and what we've been doing for years. Well, and a lot of people may be surprised that it's been around. I mean, it was created, what, in 2003? It has been a part of, uh, by an act of the legislature, 
tell me, why, why is it that so many people may not know that you exist? Because the Illinois Council on Responsible Fatherhood has received no funding from the government, even though it's a government body. I personally contributed my money as well as my time to the council. So it's hard to run state council that has no funding. But I've been doing it for 18 years, and I've been struggling for 18 years to make it exist and to promote the importance of responsible and follow, uh, fatherhood, involved fatherhood, paternal involvement. It's it's critical in the lives of children. Little girls that are fatherless are more likely to become victims of abuse. Uh, fatherless children are more likely to do poor academically. It's very, very important, and it's an honor for me to be doing this, and I've been chairing the council many governors. The council also has some self dictates, some uh, uh, ideas of what it believes should be done. I noticed that you said reforming perceptions within state agencies and other service providers. Do you feel that many fathers are at a disadvantage when it comes to uh, their ability to, to be a good role model in their family if they're not there day in and day out under the same roof? Absolutely. It's difficult, but it can be done. And a lot of fathers who are not living with their family can still parent, they can still be involved. A quality time can be as important or more important than quantity time. Because a parent can be with their children and not be involved, not be connected. So the key is quality time. It's very important as they're struggling. Uh, I, I donate my time to the council, no money for doing this. But I also additionally outside of the council represent dads. And it's a struggle. I, I represented one father, dead broke, no money. His child, his infant recently died. And he was grieving his child's death. And while he was grieving the death of his child, he was prosecuted for non-payment of child support facing possible jail time. Thank God we won. Thank God I kept him out of jail. But he never should have been prosecuted. That father should have been provided free counseling, therapy uh, from the state to help him go through his grieving process, not facing prosecution and jail time for not paying support when he couldn't. So these are problems we need to correct. Well, and you've been at it for, well, let's say at least two decades. So tell me about the legal system when you're talking about prosecutors and you're talking about judges. I mean, do men get a fair shake or, or is that one of the key problems that you think still exists? Well, it's a problem that exists, but it's changing. For instance, the Lake County State's Attorney's Office has a new has a division chief who's a personal friend of mine who is a prosecutor, but he's also focused on fatherhood issues because he's a, a great father and he went through a journey raising uh, his children and he's focused on integrity and convictions because no father should be incarcerated for a crime they didn't commit, losing their liberty, losing their children, sitting in prison, they didn't commit the crime. So things are changing and there are, there are a lot of good people out there trying to make changes. Is it perception? Is it individuals, like you said, prosecutors being individuals, or is there a need for more legislation, something that, that is more broad, you know, broadly accepted across the state of Illinois? More legislation is necessary. I'm working with a friend of mine, Representative Ford, in the House of Representatives in Illinois, trying to change laws. 
trying to make things better. I'm very proud years ago, many years ago, to have co-authored their first real Illinois joint custody law. And it was so long ago, I hate to tell you the year, but I'll tell you, 1986. <laughs> but, the, but the key is we're working on trying to change laws. For instance, uh, there's 9% interest on, on child support arrearages. If a parent is dead broke and has no money, how are they going to pay 9% interest on child support? You can't get anywhere near even 1% or a half a percent on a in a checking account. So that's unfair. Another issue that concerns me is driver's license revocation. A dead broke parent who has no money shouldn't lose their driver's license because they're behind in child support. Because what if they need that driver's license to get a job or to get to work? What if he, a dead broke dad's living in a rural area and he needs a car to drive to work and he doesn't have a driver's license because he's broke and is behind in child support? So he gets in a car to find a job and he gets arrested for driving without a license and gets locked up. So these are some laws that need to change. And I'm not going to give up. I'm working on this. You did say that there are changes that are occurring, and one might be noticed in the 2020 census just released. It showed an increase of 2 million more children living in homes uh, with their fathers. That's a positive development. Exactly. A lot of fathers aren't giving up. They're fighting for their children. And also there are mothers that are becoming an important part of corporate America and they want to grow in corporate America. I have a good friend who raised his his children without without the mom. The mom moved out of state and married somebody else after she left him. And he raised his children by himself and did a great job. Unfortunately, he, he dealt with a lot of negative stereotyping because of that, because many people wondered, where was the mom? Did he kick her out? Did he beat her in a custody case? No, he didn't beat her in a custody case. She just didn't want to be a full-time parent. And he assumed the role. A lot of dads are assuming the role of being a full-time parent, of being a Mr. Mom, and if not full-time, part-time. But they're assuming roles that they didn't assume decades ago. Jeffrey Leving, Chairman of the Illinois Council on Responsible Fatherhood. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.